Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Fran. But she's actually my mom, so we usually don't watch the same shows. Because we don't even like the same shows. Okay, calm down. We're going to give it a try. Well, let's see how it goes. Anyway, let's, let's watch, watch TV. TV. I hope you don't pick anything weird. Mom, just roll with it. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to a wild-ass episode of Let's Watch TV. Holy hell. It is so heavy, and it takes twists and turns. Why don't you tell them what we watched? Okay, we watched Our Father on Netflix, which, not to be confused with the Catholic prayer, the Father who art in heaven, this father needs to be rotting in prison. Yes. It is absolutely friggin' insane, this story. A documentary on Netflix that was suggested by Patreon fan who? Amanda Romito. Thank you, Amanda. Amanda Romito. Yes, Amanda, thank you. This one was great. It was a good, great suggestion. It was heavy. You you guys can tell us what to watch, too. We get great suggestions from our Patreon fans. Become a Patreon fan at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. We have bonus content in there for you. We're going through a revamp right now. We're trying to figure out how to make it better. But as a Patreon fan, you could tell us what to watch. And you get to support the podcast and keep us on the air. So we appreciate every single one of you. Patreon.com slash Dombrowski. Head over there. And thank you, Amanda Romito. Yes. I love that for you. Okay. Let's now, just get into it. Give them the premise. synopsis. Show premise. First of all, it's on Netflix. It's a true story. It's a documentary. After a woman takes an at-home DNA test, it reveals that she has multiple half-siblings. She discovers then a shocking scheme involving a donor sperm and a popular fertility doctor. Now, this is a very, very sensitive subject. It's nothing to laugh at. And I didn't find any humor in this at all. And I and Joe and I will treat this with episode with the utmost respect for. Oh, my God. Calm down. No, Mother wait, Teresa. For people who have gone through fertility and gone through these problems. We are going to be very respectful of that. Just so you know. Yeah, we're going to be very respectful of that. But I also will tell you that this I'm watching this thing and I'm over here watching it. And I'm like, I would not put it past either of my parents to have an estranged child out there in the world that they know about. And we're hoping I never knew about because you have instilled in me that I should never do one of those 23 and me tests. I never said that. Because the government will have all your information. I never said that. And now I'm over here like, why is she really so anti me taking that test? And it's because you know that I have siblings out there, I bet. No. You both know it. No. Well, dad might have had siblings out there when he was in his early 18, what, 19 years hon- old. You know, honestly, spreading his joy. I mean. <laughs> honestly, God, mom. He could. First thing I thought of. First thing I thought of. I was like, <laughs> I don't think my mom <laughs> no. would have a child and not and just like not keep in touch with it. Right. I no. don't think you would okay. do that. No. And I don't think you would have a child and not tell me. Right. But Papa. <laughs> he might not even know he's got one. That's what I'm saying. He <laughs> was in the Navy. He was going to all different states, all he different was countries. He was He was, he was, and he was a good looking man. He was in the service. He was a hunk of man. And Oh, I think I should take one. What? Go ahead. 
a 23andMe. But here's the thing. Don't people, aren't people like anti-taking those? Not that I've heard of. Some people might say that taking the DNA, home DNA test don't give you good results. In this case, it seemed to be what that was all about, that it did get a good results. Let's talk about the beginning. Well, it's, one of the arguments is that genetic privacy may be compromised if testing companies use genetic information in unauthorized way. True. Or if your data is stolen. And, and But I bet in those things, I've never taken it, maybe some fans have, maybe you have to click a box that says, I approve of this being shared or whatever. But if you want to keep it confidential... There's probably a disclaimer in there or something that you've got to click on for sure. I have no doubt. Uh, Can a DNA test be used against you? It is possible that a DNA test could result in being used against you or your relatives. Yeah. The Genetic Information Non-Disclosure Act prevents healthcare companies and employers from using genetic data to deny you employment coverage, though. Right. Right. So pretty much that's just saying, like, if I thought that you killed a friend of mine, I could and you took a 23 and me and they had DNA, but they couldn't link it to you. I could be like I could basically get 23 and me to subpoena them to release it's your also, information. It's also used in DNA for paternity suits, too. You know, but listen, wait, wait, wait. But that's not like these public ones, is it? You'd have to. You have to agree in a paternity suit to expose the information. I'm curious, but I am skeptical. I am a little worried to do one. Well, don't do it. Especially I, after watching this. Oh, you, you don't want me you to think. do one. It makes did you, you just say? Did it. you just say, no, don't do it? I did. I said, no, don't do it. What the hell are you going to do it Could for? Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine I find out that like dad had some kid when he lived in San Diego? He could. Just be like, hi, how are you? We're related. This is crazy. I get tagged in guys that look like me sometimes. Gasper looks like you. Gasper is five foot six. So what? So am I. I'm five foot four. Let me tell you what, though. Another thing that this world doesn't need, another me. And you got one in Gasper. But I don't know, Mom. It is possible that Dad could have another child that somewhere. Could be. Why don't, why don't make, I make him do the test. Yeah, there you go. Why would he do the test? Well, I should do the test, too, because maybe you two aren't my parents. Maybe not. We told you. Maybe not. Can we get into the show, please? There's a lot to unpack. <sighs> there is a lot to unpack. I'm just concerned for my future and for my siblings It's all out there. about anyway. you. It's all it about It is all about Joe. me. It's all about you. Baby, let's call it like it is. There would be no podcast without me. So let's just start there. And, and then, so what? <laughs> you don't you don't threaten me. It's like, okay, so I what? don't threaten you. Also, by the way, just before we get into the show a little bit, before we get into the show, if you're watching on YouTube right now, Mama Fran told me she wants to be an influencer. She told me she wants me to make her an influencer account. I said over my dead body. The only way she's going to have an influencer account on any sort of social media is if I make the page and I'm the holder of it. She don't get those oh, little fingers. Don't get you. The, you're the buffoonery that you would cause on the. No, I don't have to listen no. to you. I can do it anytime you, I want. Honestly, I just have to get my teeth in my mouth. I'm going to get you. In I'm going to, I'm going to influence conservation act like, like Britney Spears. Cause I cannot have you. <laughs> I can do it anytime I streets. want. And I'm going to too. 
If you're watching on YouTube and you want Mama Fran to be an influencer or not, tell us in the comments and tell us why. Got a lot anyway, of good stuff. Got a lot of good stuff. Our father, to sum it up, wait this a minute. Fertility. D- Go ahead. We already talked about the <laughs> This doctor was, women were coming in with fertility reasons for one reason or another. Maybe their husband's sperm wasn't worth, worthy, wasn't like healthy or maybe they had fertility issues or something but women were coming into this doctor to conceive and he was using his own sperm right the pr- and the, to- the whole thing was dr klein was a it was this was in indianapolis small community dr klein was the largest infertility specialist in that area and, and really across the country right he was well known he had very good results right well the issue is, is that he made a decision to either, he said that they, the ones who needed donor eggs, that he used the residents in the hospital, the doctor residents in the hospital, and no doctor gave more than three, used their sperm three times. So if you were being impregnated with a donor sperm, you could have maybe two other siblings, but that's it. And they and they said they did that because the reason for that is so that by using the same sperm in a small community, I forgot the word for it, but that the community isn't full of your half siblings and cousins. And you're not dating or marrying without knowing it, somebody who is related to you quite closely. So that that was the thing about the three sperm. Now, three do- donors. So what happened was sibling number one, with her name was Jacoba. She was the one that started. She's amazing. She's amazing. Oh, if she wrote a book, I would buy every copy. Her thing was she was an only child. She wanted always wanted siblings. And she was saying it from the time she was young. She's like, I don't look like any of you. She when she got older, she was saying to her parents, "If I'm adopted, it's okay. You can tell me." Right, because she was blonde, blue eyed, and her family was all dark hair, dark eyes, and stuff. So when she decided to do the twenty three and Me home test, she came up. So what happened was her mother, because she kept asking, her mother finally told her the truth that she had a sperm donor in nineteen seventy nine. Okay, and she saw Doctor Klein for this, so she said, "Okay, I understand." So she went and did this home test twenty three and Me, knowing that it was only supposed to have three donors, you know, three sperm. She, it hit first with seven different siblings that were connected to her. She said, first she was excited. And then she goes, well, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. I, there shouldn't be eight people born out of this do- one donor. So something wasn't right. So what she started to do in 2014, she started an investigation like a a private eye, journalist, she started getting down to there's a problem because every time she opened her computer, there were five more, eight more. It just, this this count of people's siblings who were connected to her started to grow, right? Um, Somebody saw, even some of them saw her on a, t- a TV being interviewed and went, oh my God, this she is, looks like you are, me. You are going far. You're going far. Okay. Good. Yes, you're right. So basically what happens is she becomes a she 
puts the pieces together and they find another distant relative who all the siblings that she found, she only found about 14 at this point, but all of the siblings also had this one random woman pop up too, who were not a sibling. It was like, they're like, this is like an aunt or a a distant relative of all of yours somehow. So she reached out to that woman and she's like, can you give me every surname in your whole family that you know of. And then she looked at all those names and she's like, do any of these names mean anything to me? And no, 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 no. But one name stuck out to her. And she's like, that is the maiden name of this Dr. Klein's wife. So he asked, he asked her, do you, she asked her, do you have the last name Klein anywhere in your family? And she's like, oh, I do. My sister or my somebody married Dr. Klein. Their original last name was this and now it is Klein. And then she like put it together with everyone that like that was it. So then they started to figure out but the craziest part about this is even before they figured it out is they were all joking with each other. And they're like, wouldn't it be crazy if it was the doctor? Yeah, because they all started to join together and start doing this investigation. Yeah. Now, Dr. Klein was this woman's cousin, by the way, wasn't married. The interesting part is the way the way the documentary was done. Netflix would go sibling. Ever, they would be done with the it part started of the story. With and sibling then go, one. Yeah, one. And then they would go sibling number 14. And you go, oh, my God, there's 14. And then they talk oh, about God. that one. And then, OK, hold on, hold on, hold on. And right around sibling 14, they have a meeting with Dr. Klein. Yeah. All of the all of the siblings agreed to get them to. She went also, to his by son. the way, you guys, this Jacoba, this Jacoba is very religious. And at first I was like, OK. And she's like, I need them. I need his son and his daughter to meet me in my church because I don't know these people. And I, and I respected it. Right. So she met with his his other son and daughter who they are all half siblings with. And they were like, he admits it and he agrees. He'll meet with all of you. So the 14 siblings or however many it was at this time agreed to meet with him. And they all went to a restaurant together. Weird thing is he carries a gun whenever he has these meetings. And they said that he was stoic, had no excitement. He went around the table and he made them all say um, their name, their age, their names and their their age and their profession. And if they have any health issues and they all looked at each other and they're like, this is. He thinks we're an experiment. He's trying to like pin us up, like who was the most successful or like what was and they're like, this is weird. And that he tried to pull some prayer shit on Jacoba. And she was like, you're not going to use my God to justify what you did. Yeah. And I, when she said that, I was like, oh, this bitch, she's the she's the one. I she, like her. Right. She, so in this meeting, he says to all of them, there should only be about a handful of you, 14 of you, this should be it. Like there's not many more. So he keeps saying, I only used my sperm when donor sperm was not available. And he kept trying to say, because these women wanted babies so badly, he didn't want them to wait or have to anything for donor sperm. He's like, I didn't use it. I only use it when the donor sperm. Well, then they interview the next sibling and the ticker on Netflix scrolls up and it's like, 27, 47, 67. And by the end of the documentary, 
by the time they, there's probably more by the time they finished this documentary there was like 94 four and siblings. counting this, and counting he used so i would say it's safe to say he used his sperm over a hundred times and some of the stories were sick because some of the siblings said that their mother and they interviewed the mothers went with their husbands and the husbands were in another room provided a live sample and the doctor still used his own sperm he even used his own sperm on people that he knew personally well there's that's part of the story i don't want to give away in case somebody watches it because the twist and turn of those professional people and then the friends okay we won't talk about that you know that was like wow you know sort of thing so Two things that struck me is like as more and more siblings started to become uncovered, all the siblings were saying the same thing that when another sibling pops up, they just look at the name and they're like, oh, I hope I don't know them. I hope I didn't used to date them. Yeah, I hope because they're all in this condensed area. It's very weird. Right. Very strange. And they did learn that what they started to talk about is. uh, If you're married, get your husband tested, you know, if. They they needed to start saying to their children if they started to date someone, the DNA test had to be done to see if by chance the person they're dating happens to be their cousin or something like that, you know. So it got really, really bad. He kept he kept quoting Jeremiah 50. First of all, he was an elder in the church. This is important. He was an elder in the church, which the elders in the church are the ones who oversee the church and make the rules, right? He did marriage counseling. He was philanthropist. He was well-known, well-known in this church, right? So the interesting part is she reached out to the attorney general of the state of Indianapolis who would not return her calls. She reached out to the attorney general of the United States. Nobody would return her calls. She then reached out to a Fox 59 reporter in Indianapolis who took the story. Nobody returned her calls, and it really got she was the one that started putting it on the air and getting it done. Now, also, what I thought was interesting was fi- they could not, the mothers were, they were saying my mother was raped. She was raped. This happened against her will. They finally met with a prosecuting attorney in Indianapolis who said to them, his name is Tom Delaney. He was a former prosecutor. He said, the problem is there's no crime that touched this particular act. They couldn't call it rape. It was not rape. The mother was not raped. He said he agreed that it was sexual violation, but legally under the law and the words under the law could not put it into the rape category. And here was the weird part. Jacoba said to him, she goes, well, what about battery? Right. And they're like, this is not, they said to her, this is not battery. And she said, if I spit in your face right now, can I go to jail for battery? And they said, yes. And she said, so I can spit in your face right now and go to jail, but he will can stick his sperm into another person without them knowing and not. And he said, and I was like, good for you. He said that um, in the sexual assault law, there had to be two components. And I think every lawyer should watch the show, too. It's called force and it's called non-consent. I got to tell you this, though. Yeah. Okay. great. Great. Right. We're not getting into this. No, I'm just saying that was one of the reasons why they couldn't get him on rape. 
But they, right, but here's what I thought this whole time this was happening. They kept finding reasons why it wasn't working. The world is always changing, okay? And this is what I hate about the law, all right? The law is used to different degrees depending on what's going on at the different time, and it's bullshit because you see people get away with things that other people are nailed for all the time, right? And the fact that this judge had no fucking backbone to sit back and say, this might not be a, a, against the law because it's not written yet, but this is horrible. Well, it was unreal well, that they couldn't pin this man on something. The closest charge they could do was including conduct, which was if the victim does not know she's being sexually assaulted, but the predator the knows it's sexual and like he was masturbating without consent and things like this. So what they did was the way they really got him was they found that when the reporter interviewed him, he said in the conversation that, yeah, he did use his own sperm, but it was sparingly and all this stuff. But when he filled out information to the attorney general's office, he had to fill out paperwork he lied and said he did not have any, you know, sperm, blah, 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 blah. So he, it was total contradictory. So they were able to get him on two felony charges of obstructing justice. And that was the way they got him to jail. But the problem was jail. They got him not to jail, got him into court. They finally were able to bring him to court. All the siblings were there. They wanted him to have jail time. They wanted the community to know they wanted him held accountable. Well, the problem is in a small community and an elder of a church, the judge felt sorry for him because all the judge got all these letters from people in the community who said he was an upstanding person, that they needed to show mercy and compassion, that he was a wonderful citizen. They were very sympathetic to him. She became sympathetic to him. And she said, you're not going to get any jail time. So it was dropped down to a level. So what happened was, it was dropped down to a level six felony, a $500 fine, and a suspended sentence means he was off. He was totally off the hook. To slap in the face to all the siblings. $500. I screamed at my TV. I couldn't believe it. And then Jacoba made a good point. She was like, for the people who look at me and say, but he's such a good man. Oh. And she she would turn to them and say, would you say he's such a good man if he unwillingly got your wife pregnant? Stuck his sperm his in sperm your wife? In, if he unwilling, without your wife knowing, put right. his sperm in your wife, would you think he's such a great man? And that's such a good point that she makes. But I, can't, I hate the law and I don't like lawyers because it's a game. It's all a game. They wouldn't, they, she was, the judge was able to accept all those letters of these random crazy people vouching for this person's character, but she wouldn't let Jacoba, first of all, Jacoba was the only sibling who was allowed to speak, and it was because she was one of the first ones to initiate this case. Right. And anytime she would say her personal feelings about, her, what's happening to the victims she was cut off immediately and she was told by the judge that it was too many times that she was giving personal information that had nothing to do with the case right. and i'm like oh you can't hear how the victims are affected by this but you can read all this stuff vouching for the character of the that's bullshit the law is bullshit yeah but what 
that what she said is what the crimes he was brought up on. Those are the uh, not the the reason why he was there. That's the only thing you could talk about. So when she start going off and talk about the the siblings and the mothers that had nothing to do with the crime that he was brought up on, that that's the way the law. But that's crazy. They so the there was a reporter too. Jacoba Savard working with a reporter who worked very hard to bring this surface to light, and she said there is unequal application of the law, and it happens here in Indiana, and it happens every. She goes, it happens every single day, and it happens here in Indiana. And I was like, it's so right, like. There's laws, there's meaning, and it's unequal application. Do you have enough money to pay for a lawyer who's going to actually... It's all about finding a loophole. Well, It's garbage. I, I do not believe in the criminal justice system. I have no faith in it. Well, part of the problem, part of the problem too, is he started threatening Jacoba. Jacoba. Her tires were flattened. Every single one of those siblings, their Oh, my their God. Yeah, the were siblings... Wiped. It their, was, computers their computers were hacked. were hacked and it was wiped. Everything about the case, anything they had was wiped out. He always carried a gun. Jacoba one day woke up and there all of the nuts were off of her lug nuts were off of her tires. Right now, th- I he, thought this piece was interesting, too. There's two things I want to finish off with. Number one, she was so investigative. The letter she got from the attorney general's office in Indianapolis, every name mentioned in there, meaning even thank you for your kind consideration, a representative, blah, 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 blah. Whatever name was on the letterhead, whatever, she went to Facebook. She investigated every one of those people, right? What yep. she found was that one of the people, persons that she, that was on the names on the letter was, had a quiverful email address. What quiverful is, it's a cult aimed to have as many children as possible. You said, and it's to send the children out into the world to do work in politics and government. And it quotes Jeremiah 1 5, which Klein used all the time. And the word quivocal, it, quiverful, is used as, because it's a secret society. The theory was to provide more of the white race to eliminate all others, and that women were meant to just breed. All the siblings were listed under the equivocal site. And they keep track. It was, and it was, they wanted them to go into politics and stuff because they wanted the government to be restored in the name of the Bible. Yeah. And to have all this. So it's called Quiverful. I never heard of that, but there is a website called. I'm trying to get onto the Quiverful website right right now, and it is crazy. First of all, I remember when this, when this, story broke. It was like, you've got to be kidding me. Dr. Phil had it on and he had all the siblings on too. And when people would watch the show, they would go, my God, they look like me. That became more people thought, I need to go and check this. And sure enough, they became a sibling. But anyway. one. So the Quiverful thing though, they couldn't pin, oh my God, mom, there's a documentary on Quiverful. We'll write it down. We'll have to look about it. The other big piece that was really important is the health issues amongst the siblings. There was autoimmune disorders on all of them, digestive and colon issues on many of them, and Dr. Klein had these diseases, right? They said, it said that sperm this donations... This was sad. This was so sad. Sperm donations have to pass a check and a questionnaire, and 30% of people who apply to be sperm donors are eliminated because of their health history, including even if you have color blindness, you can't be a sperm donor. 
Right. Are you serious? I can't be a sperm donor? Well, according to the according to this article that said, and according to the documentary, you cannot be. But I don't know if that what all is involved. Based on his health history, he had all the colon disease, he had an autoimmune, he had diseases. If he were to apply to be a sperm donor, he would not have been able to pass and be a donor. And that is really huge. That's huge. So these people are walking around. I mean, they they talk about how they've had endoscopies and colonoscopies and in the hospital, they have rheumatoid arthritis. They all have these diseases, right? That on their mother's side was not there, but, you know, and then the, what it did to the non-biological fathers, what it did to the people, the fathers that they looked at their fathers all their life. First of all, it crushed the fathers. They said, you've taken away everything in my life that was important. Crushed the fathers, crushed the children. It was just the different, the different things that it did. It was terrible, terrible. I gotta say, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. Now, quick question. The quiverful part of all this. I knew you would. They mentioned that it was a it was a theory of the of the siblings. They had a theory that he might have been involved in this quiverful. No. It was never officially proven that he was in it. They or did anything not. like that. They did not. So you, His name? I'm asking you, do you personally think that he was in it? Yes. You do? I do. Just because of how crazy this is and the fact that he only used white mothers and like all of that? Yeah, and he had not, you know, yeah, just by the the mere religious connotations yeah. of it and the purposefulness of it and his connections in the community and just the it would not surprise me if he definitely was part of that society. But but because remember I said and they said in the documentary all the siblings' names were listed mm-hmm. in the data mm-hmm. with Quiverful. Last thing I want to say. Wait, wait, in the data with Quiverful, they said all the sibling siblings' names. Were on the quiver were on the quiverful site. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah. So, lastly, Jacoba said she'll fight until her death. And in 2018, the mothers and siblings successfully passed legislation in, in Indianapolis making illicit donor insemination illegal. There is currently no federal law, but in Indianapolis, it is illegal. You've got to know who your donor is, right? That kind of stuff. Thanks also, to, 44 other doctors have been proven to yeah, do this, too. He's yeah, the thanks, most prolific. To the but. at-home testing, 44 additional doctors have been found to have used their own sperm to inseminate fertility patients, and Klein is the most prolific. As of this documentary, 94 Klein siblings have been found and still counting. Unreal. Unreal. You've you guys got to watch it. it. It's absolutely, it's horribly fascinating. It really opens your mind into just like, the safety precautions that you don't even know that you have to take. Well, and seeing people out there, and it's sad because a lot of people have used that, and it's been perfectly fine, and there's a lot of wonderful infertility doctors. You guys have been writing some awesome things in the YouTube comments. I want to hear more if anyone has a crazy story at all or anything about something you've done or taken a, have you taken a DNA test and something wild came out of that? Mm -hmm. Let us know. We want to hear it. (laughs) For right now, I'm probably about to take one and find all my siblings. Maybe one of you are them. Hello (laughs) to our newest Patreon members, Amanda Brown. Hi, Amanda. And Amy Rose. Hey, Amy Rose. Welcome. 
Well, thank you so much for being Patreon members. Patreon members are how we keep on the air. Be a Patreon member at patreon.com slash Jonabrowski. We'd love to have you. And also, as a Patreon member, you can tell us what to watch next. Just like, what was the person's name who had us watch? Amanda Romito. Amanda Romito, I've said. That's what I said. You just didn't hear me. Thank <laughs> yeah. you guys so much. And we'll see you next time on... Well, let's Watch TV. Let's Watch TV. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.